Counseling World, the podcast dedicated to student counsellors and their road to getting qualified and beyond. Today, it's a new year and I thought I'd set the year off thinking about supervision and whether it's such a bad thing if we end up having to pay for it when we're on placement. Hope you enjoy. Hello, happy new year. It's 2023 and here we are again. And this is a very much a ad hoc kind of episode. I wasn't planning to do this today. I've got lots of admin to do, to be honest. And I thought, oh, admin, record podcast, which would I rather do? So, of course, the podcast one. <laughs> and here I am um, doing quite a spontaneous podcast episode with no script and no edit. I'm just going to go for it and publish it. (laughs) So if it sounds all a bit ropey or it doesn't sound quite to the usual level, then that would be the reason why. Um, (laughs) It's just me just having some fun with it, really, um, and just having a good old chat with you all and a good catch up. So I hope that's okay because it's the only way that I can get this up for you today. And I really, really wanted to put something out early in the new year. It felt so important that I did that. So I hope you've had the most amazing Christmas. I hope you didn't get struck down by the horrible virus that was going around. I got struck down with it a couple of weeks before Christmas. So if I still sound a bit croaky, that's the reason why. But I'm a lot better than I was. But really was a nasty one that. It knocked me out for a while, you know. And I know I'm not alone in that. So many people have had it. It it wasn't a good one, but I'm here and I am ready for the new year. I had some time off over Christmas, which has been really good. And I managed to get as much done as I possibly could before we sort of broke up for Christmas. I still feel like I'm on a bit of a back foot today, but I feel quite positive in how far I got before Christmas came along. And I felt this year I was quite sort of organised and felt like I had stuff together. And I worked a really long day just in order to have that time over Christmas without having to worry about marking and admin and bits and bobs. Because I think I'm one of those people that as soon as I get into work mode, I can't get out of it again very easily. So if I end up having to look at emails or even just doing small things through the time off, I find then that it puts me straight back into work mode and then I sort of stay in it. (laughs) I wonder if that resonates with any of you. Are you the sort of person that goes into work mode and just stays there and finds it really difficult to come back into time off mode because that's definitely me. (laughs) So here it is. I'm going to tell you about the weather because it feels like a bit of a tradition on this but at the moment it's absolutely pouring down with rain. It was glorious yesterday. It was lovely sun and managed to get some stuff done out in the garden but today is just the other side of the coin, isn't it? It's... It's not looking its best out there. So actually, it's quite nice to be snuggled up and doing this for you guys today. You might be wondering why I was thinking about supervision on my very first day back. And I'm not quite sure. I think it was something that was lingering for me when we sort of broke up from the college because quite a lot of our students now are at that place in their diploma where they're either just starting their placement 
or they're really seriously thinking about placement and they are in that sort of transitional stage, I suppose. And I guess that um, Simon and I are in that with them and (laughs) we're sort of transitioning through this because it's quite a new process for us as well, given that it's we're in new new college and it's our first sort of diploma group to reach this point so it's a real milestone for us and something that's massively exciting but it also is something that we've been talking about and thinking about a lot and I think that was what was on my mind around supervision and I thought this would be a really nice episode to just put that out there. The thing that comes to mind for me when I think about supervision on placement and I'm talking specifically about placement today because obviously supervision when you have finished your training and you've qualified is a very different thing. But in terms of paying for supervision when you're on placement, what are the benefits of paying for supervision as opposed to getting it through your placement provider? And I think that's the thing that's really important is when I was training back in the day, (laughs) makes you sound really old, doesn't it? So much in terms of placement would there weren't loads of placements available but the ones that were available often would offer supervision as part of the placement so you'd receive supervision as part of your work there and the the supervision would be organized and ran by the placement provider themselves and over the last few years the way that it all seems to be moving is Placement providers no longer receive as much funding as they used to receive in many respects and often now will say that supervision needs to be funded by the student. So you would do your placement at at an organisation but you would need to pay for your own supervision. I think I've had many a debate about this over the years because on one side it's really, really fantastic when you manage to find a placement that does offer supervision because you're not having to fork out, you know, that additional maybe 50 or £60 a month for supervision costs. You're not having to pay for that. And it means that that makes it a lot more affordable in terms of your training. But the flip side to that, of course, is that you don't get to choose your supervisor And sometimes there can be some real kind of blur boundaries in terms of your supervisor perhaps also being your line manager or your supervisor having sort of very fixed ideas, which makes it very difficult to work with that in supervision. So I thought today I would just spend a few minutes. It's not going to be a long one, but I thought I'd spend a few minutes just talking about supervision and weighing up those kind of pros and cons of having your own supervision as opposed to having a supervisor that is chosen for you and provided for you by the placement. So there are pros and cons to both. And I think that that's really important that we establish that there's there's no right or wrong here. It's very much personal choice in many respects. But if you're going out looking for a placement, and you're looking for one specifically that offers you supervision included, then it is important to think about why that is. Is that purely a financial thing or is that something else? And I think that's what I wanted to kind of touch on today. Okay, so let's start by thinking about the benefits to having your supervision through your placement provider. 
So the benefits to this, as I said before, are very, very clearly financial. Um, It's really, really handy to not have to pay out additionally for supervision. It makes the training experience more reasonable in terms of cost. And it's something that is more sustainable for people, you know, especially when you're working really hard at a placement to then be sort of paying out, you know, X number amount of pounds a month. It feels like a lot, doesn't it? And sometimes it can feel a little bit unjust. You know, you're doing all of this work for free. You're working for free with clients. You're offering a great service. You're giving your absolute all into this. It's nice to be kind of um, have some sort of financial compensation, I suppose. So that's one of the first points that I think is a real benefit and probably the most obvious one. The other one that is sometimes a really good benefit in terms of, of the placement providing a supervision is actually that if it's a supervisor that works within the organisation themselves, the best thing about that is they know the organisation really well. They know the policies, they know the procedures, they know how it works. And I think that can be really interesting because sometimes when I'm working with my own supervisees, if I'm working with somebody that I don't know the organisation very well, I have to say to them, okay, so we need to look at this within the scope of your your placements, terms and conditions, their policies, all of that sort of thing. So you'd need to look at it within the scope of that. But actually is what we are able to say is that if you're working with a supervisor that knows that already, that could be really helpful and a really positive thing. The other thing about having supervision organised for you is that it actually takes away some of the planning. You know, you know when your supervision is going to be, it will be arranged, it will be sorted and organised. And that can be, again, really, really helpful. It just sort of fits into your diary and you know when it is. And I, I sometimes think that that just taking away some of that admin can be really, really helpful. And of course, you're not having to go out and try and find your own supervision. You're not having to go through the process of searching for somebody and going through adverts and, and arranging to meet them. So it actually means that it saves you a lot of time. You know, that process takes a lot of time. It creates a more of a seamless kind of experience going into placement, I think. That's a few of the benefits of doing it that way. What are the downsides to having your your placement provider provide you with supervision? And I think the obvious ones are what happens if you don't like your supervisor or if your supervisor doesn't kind of get you and understand the way that you work. What could that mean? Sometimes people can have really fixed ideas on how we should do something. There's lots of shoulds that come into that. And I'm wondering what that would be like for you if you end up in a situation where your supervisor doesn't kind of get you. They don't really understand you, don't understand the way that you work. That could be really, really challenging. The other downside is... I suppose it comes back to the same point. We don't get to choose who we want. We don't get to go through that process and find somebody that really aligns with us. That can be a real big deal sometimes. We're not able to choose. And it sort of comes back to what I was saying in one of the benefits is that it's all sort of arranged for you often. And it's just, you know, your supervision is, is at this time on this day once a month. And that that can be really helpful. But for some people, that can also be real hindrance in terms of if they're running supervision, especially if it's a group supervision, it means that if you've got your sort of day job commitments and you're not able to make it at that time, it can be really tough because you're having to choose between your day job and your supervision. 
And sometimes it means that you can't utilise the supervision that they're offering and you end up having to pay anyway and go and get yourself some private supervision. So that's that's also a factor. So where it can be a benefit, it can also be a minus for some people. The other thing that I think can be really difficult is if you kind of get a bit of a blurred boundary where you find yourself in a situation where your supervisor is also kind of your line manager at the placement. And sometimes that can be really difficult because in an ideal world, you would always want to have a separate line manager to your supervisor. You'd always want them to be separate. But it's not an ideal world, unfortunately. And placement providers are really up against it in terms of finances and resources. So sometimes you end up in a situation where your line manager becomes your supervisor. And that can be really hard because it's kind of a little bit like being with your boss. You know, if you've made a mistake on something or you feel like you've not worked to your best with that client, you're not able to share that in the same way if you're feeling like, oh, this is my boss. This This is the person that chose to take me onto this placement. So that can be a really, really difficult boundary to manage. And having supervision that's come in from a very neutral place can feel really, really different. It comes with its benefits, but it also comes with its negatives as well. I think that's, you know, that's what we have to weigh up, isn't it, for ourselves? What is most important for you? And it might be that you hit it off really well with your supervisor, that the supervision they're offering is fantastic. Then that's great. You know, it works. And if it's not broke, don't fix it. (laughs) You know, that works and it's brilliant. But there's just the odd time where it doesn't quite fit properly. And if you find yourself in a situation where you're not getting on with the supervisor that you've been allocated for whatever reason, it is something that needs to be tackled because supervision is just so crucial for our well-being. It's crucial for our development. It's crucial for our client work and it's crucial to keep us all safe. And I think that's what's really important here. It is crucial. It's a crucial component to your training. So if you find yourself in a situation where your supervision is not doing it for you for whatever reason, then there's options. You know, you need to speak to your college. You need to speak perhaps to the placement provider. You need to have a conversation with the supervisor, perhaps. And if you can't resolve that, then I would seriously think about going down the route of also obtaining your own personal supervision that you pay for yourself. As difficult as that is and as annoying as that is, Sometimes we just need that support. So what do we do if we end up in a placement that doesn't provide supervision and we have to go it alone and foot the bill ourselves? What does that mean in terms of finances, in terms of choosing somebody, in terms of what is important? And by talking about this, it might also help to enlighten those that are still not sure about the best way forward in terms of some of the benefits to doing it this way can also enlighten you in terms of where things might be going wrong if in your supervision if you're being provided that and it's not quite working for you. This might give you something to think about. So obviously the downside is that you have to pay. And as we've discussed already, it can be quite expensive. However, Once you qualify, you'll always have to pay for supervision. So once you qualify, it will always become one of your sort of expenditures in your business, of your private practice. If you end up being employed by somebody, then of course, supervision should be provided there. But it is about paying for it. (laughs) And there's no other way of kind of putting it. And I think that 
it's actually one of the best investments you'll ever make in terms of your career and your work. If you could find a supervisor that you, you fully trust, that you feel able to be completely real with, that you feel safe with, that you feel that you can have a bit of a laugh with sometimes, that feels like they get you, then it probably will be money well spent. But that is an obvious downside. The other side of it that's also a bit of a downside, of course, is finding the right supervisor. There's so many choices and it can be a little bit like looking for a needle in a haystack sometimes. My advice would always be if you've got chance to speak to people, try and seek out the people that offer a free, no obligation meeting with you. Because it is important that you find the right person. And if you feel like you've had to pay for an initial meeting, that can just really skew how we feel sometimes. So try and seek out the people that offer that free of charge because it's always worthwhile meeting with, you know, a supervisor, maybe two, maybe three. It doesn't matter how many you meet with, but you've just got to find the right one for you. So find the person that feels warm. Find the person that feels like they work in a similar way to you. Find the person that works with, you know, if you've got, if you want to work with children or you are working with children on your placement, make sure that the supervisor you choose also works with children because it is different. There's, there's different strands to the work. So try and find people that work in a similar way. And of course, look at logistics. When are they available? Are they available a similar sort of time to you? Can they offer Zoom if needs be? Check with your college whether you can have Zoom um, supervision. Check with your placement provider. Do they allow you to have Zoom supervision? So check all of that stuff out. But ultimately, it's about finding the right person. And that does take a bit of time and effort, I'm afraid. And it's worth it. (laughs) It's worth it in the end. But if you're feeling the pinch of starting your placement and you've got a lot of work on college-wise, you've got a day job, you might have a family... Sometimes the thought of sitting down and going through and looking for a supervisor can feel feel huge. But I would also say it is worth it because if you can find that right supervisor for you, you've kind of built the very best foundations for your work. And I think that's what's really important. So am I biased towards choosing your own supervisor? Probably, if I'm honest, I think you probably can hear that from what I'm saying today. I think that however you find your supervisor, if they're a good fit for you, whether they've come from your placement or whether you found them privately, if they're a good fit for you, then fantastic. You're doing really, really well and it absolutely will work brilliantly for you. If you're in a situation where you're with a supervisor and they're not a good fit for you, that can be really hard. And I've been in that situation myself and and it really knocked my confidence actually massively. So always have a think about that. And I would say that the biggest benefits to finding your own supervisor is just that you're finding them yourself. They're working with you. Hopefully they can work alongside your diary to make it a little bit easier for you to manage it. You can seek out people that are able to fit with you logistically as well that's really important isn't it it's not just about saying I've got the brilliant supervisor it's got to be a brilliant supervisor that you can also fit into your work schedule (laughs) it's important that you can together you can be available at times that are mutually agreeable for you because that will just ease that burden a little bit it will just make it all feel a little bit lighter and finding that supervisor that you can just be real with is worth its weight in gold and so yes there will be costs involved and things like that. 
but maybe it's worth it. And that might not be what you wanted to hear today. But so long as you find the right person for you, it doesn't matter where you find them. So long as they're qualified to the to proper level and they are working correctly with you, following the ethics and they are good ethical practitioners themselves, then it's about finding the right fit and that's all that matters. So I hope this has been helpful to some of you, fingers crossed, for those people that are just starting out on placement or maybe in a bit of a sticky situation in terms of supervision um, at their placement and finding it a bit difficult, maybe this will help. And if you find yourself in a situation where you're not getting on well with your supervisor, please do something about it and change because it's not worth it. It's not worth it to be for whatever reason. Sometimes it's nothing It's nothing that either party has done. Sometimes it's just like anything in life. It just doesn't quite click. And if that's what you're finding for yourself, then please reach out and seek some additional supervision or some alternative supervision. And I think that's the biggest piece of takeaway advice I'd like you to take from today. So it's a bit of a ramble and it's not going to be edited. (laughs) So this is not going to be pretty, (laughs) but that's the podcast episode for today. I hope you found it vaguely interesting. I'm going to pop a post up on Facebook so that you can leave any comments there if you want to feel free to hop on board and leave any comments or queries about today's episode I'd really really appreciate that it's so nice to hear from all of you and I really enjoy it It makes my day actually (laughs) to hear from you and to have you reach out think about anything that you'd like me to cover in future episodes as well feel free to let me know I would really enjoy sort of collaborating with you all a bit more this year and coming up with some ideas of things that you would like me to cover on this podcast anyway we've reached the end of our time together have the best week everybody and I will be with you again soon take care bye bye